Chicago Where the fires serve cold But the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow The bulls keep it running, the Sox run the south The Cubs run the north, but the Bears run the house Two Chicago sports fans got the ears to the street Any team make a move and they never skip a beat And in this house, this is where we be Welcome to the show with E-Rock and Big Z Welcome, welcome, welcome Welcome to Chicago Coming from the home of the WNBA champion Chicago Sky This is a TCSF podcast with E-Rock Oh no, no, not E-Rock It's, it's big, it's Gigantor Again this week with Big Z. What up, G? What's up? Two in a row, baby. Two in a row. <laughs> Episode 70 is brought to you by 606 Media. True Chicago sports fans, ACSI, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirts. Search for co- uh, keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TrueFan15 for 15% off your entire order. That is TrueFan15. Get your official TCSF shirts now. It is, uh, you know, holiday season, so uh, yep. you want to give these pe- your people some shirts, man. Yeah, you definitely don't want them to get stuck in the pipeline, so <laughs> order early, order often, order as many as you want. That's right. As always, I am Big Z, and this week, again, for E-Rock, Gigantorg is in. E-Rock is on assignment in Wisconsin. He'll be back next week and fill us in on all of his adventures in the uh, land of cows. Arby's, we have the meat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some cheese out there. That's right. That's right. All right, G. Uh, how was your week, brother? And I cannot complain. It was a good week. Stayed busy at work. Spent some good time with some loved ones. Um, yeah, man. Made some good new memories and good to go. I can't complain. Yeah, let's see. What How about did yourself? I, what did I do? What did I do? Uh, I wrapped up. Uh, I re-wrapped up our, our water bowling season on Wednesday. And uh, so it was kind of like a fun bowl. So we got to play against uh, some of our, our good friends. And um, uh, there was uh, some very good wagering. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, the rest of the guys bowled well. I, I, again, I had a sucky week again. But I mean, we did get a payout. We got a payout, so uh, I have no idea where that money went because you know, as soon as cash hits my pocket, it just disappears. I don't know where it goes. Beer. Uh, it's yeah, it goes to waitresses and and bartenders. That's where it goes. Can't go wrong. <laughs> no, can't go Women wrong. Booze. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, whether it's the first time or you're uh, you're a long timer, please remember to hit that subscribe button, that notify button, and go ahead and give us a five star review on your listening app of choice. Don't forget, you can support the show with a monthly subscription at Anchor.fm backslash True Chicago Sports Fans. Go on there and click on support, and you can subscribe for as low as ninety nine cents a month. That's cheaper than your coffee at the gas station oh yeah yeah you like the show tell five of your friends they'll tell five of their friends and guess what you know what i still got stickers i got you got stickers still? i got a couple stickers yeah we'll give you some stickers you can slap on your 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 mug uh so that way you can promote our show and be a uh, part of the club part of the click man you know little click bro yeah bro yeah, get that too sweet too baby, sweet, baby. <laughs> So I'm glad you had a good week, brother. I'm glad you're here on the show again. It's always a fun time. I know Eddie's, uh, uh, you know, really, really. Uh, he's know. busy. Doing he's life. busy. Yeah, he's doing a lot of he's, stuff he's with his company. Life, you know? He's doing that life, you know. He's about the I know. I know he's missing out, and I know he wants to be here. But um, I mean, it's just uh, it, it, we'll, we'll miss him, and uh, we'll, we'll have him here next week. Yeah, for sure. It'll be nice to have him come in, and you know, 
do his thing. Mm-hmm. So while we're talking about, you know, living life and doing your thing, let me tell you about our great opportunity we have with our friends over at ACSI. With over 50 expert technicians in the Chicagoland area, ACSI offers a one-stop shop for telecom wiring. Whether residential cable installation, fiber to the home, or com- commercial structured cable wiring, ACSI is a proud partner of Comcast and RCN. Guys, let me tell you the most impressive thing about ACSI. During these hard times, the ACSI crew did their thing during the COVID-19 pandemic, and ACSI was awarded HACIA's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. The best part is that ACSI is growing bigger and better than ever. ACSI is now hiring for field sales, technicians, and project managers. So check out ACSI.tech. That's ACSI.tech and click on careers to apply today. Go get you a job, bro. Oh, yeah. Holidays oh, yeah. are coming. You can use that money. That's right. So this week, we're going to talk about the bull struggles. Oh, boy. We're going to talk about the Blackhawks. And finally, they make a change at the helm. Mm, finally. White Sox and Cubs make some small moves. Mm. And as always, stirring the pot. And what you looking at? Oh, boy. I'm excited about that part because that's, that's your bread and butter over there, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But first, let's get together with the big three with Big Z. Thanks, Jan Gantor. I'm Big Z, and you're not. All right. This week, we got three good stories, man. Story number one. I know you're going to like this one because he is one of our, uh, you know, kind of like our heroes now because... Yeah, you know, we we grew up in the '90s, and and, and you had your your Mexican heroes, and I'm, I'm half Mexican, and you're half Mexican and Puerto. No, no, you're not. I'm Puerto Rican and Guatemalan, but uh, you're close enough. Close enough. Close enough. You're off by the board. Um, <laughs> I love our Latin people, man. Um, no way. Like I grew up a big Canelo. I'm not. I mean, I mean, a Chavez fan. Like yes. he was my idol as for as far as boxing. So to have Canelo, who is actually from Jalisco, uh, from my home state in in, in Mexico. So he he went out there and put on a show and became a undisputed champion, unified, unified undisputed champ. So it took a little longer than expected, but Canelo battered Plant for the bulk of the fight before dropping him early in the eleventh round and then putting him away for good with his ferocious power to stop the native of Tennessee at the one hundred five mark of the round to become the first ever fighter in a four belt era, become the undisputed champion. Also, Canelo became the first Mexican fighter to accomplish the feat. I mean, this is amazing. Let's let's listen. Vicious shot, shots to the body, and the plan is not the same. Oh, he just got hurt. That was beautiful. Um, I was watching the fight, and I was uh, at, at a local establishment. Uh, I'll put shout out yep. and uh, <laughs> get yourself some wings. And uh, I was there, and I literally was uh, watching the fight. And people were like, "Oh, why, why is Canelo knocking him out in the third or fourth round?" I'm like, to be honest with you, Canelo doesn't get started till like late in the third round, early fourth round. That's when he's already 
uh, establish himself as like, okay, let me see how much power you have. Let me see your game plan. And then he goes to work. He starts working on the body, he goes up and down. And the one thing that did give Plant uh, a lot of um, props for is that he looked at a lot of tape on Canelo. Oh, yeah. And the biggest thing that I took away from Plant's strategy was that he looked at Mayweather and said, okay, I'm going to close my shoulder, which means I'm, you're going to turn your body. So it means yep. his left shoulder was facing Canelo's head and not giving Canelo a lot of space to hit. Um, and he did that, and he jabbed and walked away, jabbed, walked away, and kept that shoulder closed. Um, I mean, he knew exactly. I mean, Canelo knew exactly what to do. Oh yeah, his point. his game plan was awesome. I mean, he did a really good job, as always. You know, he felt him out a little bit. I give Plan a lot of credit for playing the defensive game the first six rounds, but Canelo was okay. He was he was setting him up. He was picking his shots, and he knew exactly what to do. When he got into that like eighth round, he started hitting him a little bit harder, and you notice, okay, he was going, he was going, he was going. Well into the ninth round, he started hitting him harder, harder. And next thing you know, in the eleventh, he just exploded on him. And I thought yeah, that that, that left hook came out of nowhere, oh, yeah. rocked him, and then he just you know after the knockdown, he's like, uh, Russ said, "Do you want to fight to plan?" He's like, "Yeah, I want to fight." He should have said no. Yeah, he should have said no because Canelo came out there like Michael Myers. Oh, yeah. Hands wide open, literally just to chase them down and, you know, gave him a right cross, a left hook, and just took him down. He went through the ropes, and that was, that's all she wrote, man. Oh, he, he straight up told him, nah, bro, you don't want to fight. And this all stems because Plant, during the uh, press conference. Oh, yeah. Talking crap. Went, was talking crap, and then he, he says something, you know, disgusting about his mom, about mm-hmm. Canelo's mom. And Canelo was in dress shoes. Gave him the gave him the Popeye special, the one two piece, yep. and cut him wide open. And uh, he felt the power, he felt the fury, he got the smoke. Oh, he definitely did. He definitely caught the smoke on that one. <laughs> but you know what's funny though, and you mentioned that, and I was actually going to mention it as well. After mm-hmm. the fight, when they're talking, they asked him, "Hey, you know what did Plant tell you?" And he told him, he told he apologized. He said, "Look, what I said, I didn't mean it, and to be malicious, I was talking crap. I got carried away, and I'm sorry." Mind you, it was after he got his ass whooped, but he still said, I'm sorry. As a man, that's all you can look for. If yeah. so, another man comes up to you and says, hey, hey, you know what? I messed up. Here's my hand. I'm going to say I'm sorry. I'm going to shake your hand. It's over with. And Canelo even said it in his post-game uh, 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 fight interview, which the um, the the uh, interpreter was really good. And I was getting the interpreter all the props because I'm like, all right, this guy's good. This guy's good. And then... They asked him about what he say to you, and he's like, the interpreter just, just nixed it, didn't say anything. And Canelo turned around, he's like, no, you tell him what I said. Yeah, tell him what I said. And the interpreter's like, look, with like deer's a headlight. And Canelo's like, uh, I'll tell you in English. How about that, motherfuckers? Yeah. This is what he said. He said he's sorry, yep. and he didn't mean it. Yep. And we should we said it's okay. It's in the ring. It's over with. You do you. I'm a, a unified champion, and uh, I'm moving forward, and you're going nowhere. And he gave Plan his props. He said he was a little bit harder than he thought he was going to be. Right. And right. he fought a good fight. He did. And he said that kid has a future, but not against him. Not against <laughs> him. Uh, I don't know what's next for Canelo because he's going to take some time off. But um, there's really not that many people to fight that's going to come up against him. And I don't think he's going to move up in weight because um, he's already... All I know He's is already up there. All I know is I'm gonna see him on the golf course, and hopefully he hits up one of our other guys that we had last time, Chuko Sports, maybe. Hey, and, you uh, know what? Chuko I'm a, I'm gonna send Chuko a tweet and uh, Canelo to him. I'm gonna tag them both. Uh, yeah. See, see what happens. 
because he loves the sport now. So. He does, he does. And he's very passionate about his project, so who knows? That might be something going on. Remember, you heard it here first. That's right. We called it. Chupa Golf and uh, Canelo. Let's do it. Let's do it. Story number two. Mallory Pugh scored the long goal for the Chicago Red Stars. You heard that, right? The Chicago Red Stars. Yes, they knocked out Gotham FC out of the playoffs with a 1-0 quarterfinal victory this past Sunday. The Red Stars move on to face the top-seeded Portland Thorns. Yeah, no, you're not going to be a thorn in our ass. Sorry, guys. That'll be next Sunday. Chicago finished fourth in the league standings, riding a three-game winning streak into the playoffs. Pew's goal in the 61st minute went into the right uh, upper right corner out of the reach of Gotham goalie keeper Kayleen Sheridan. Yes, sir. All right, actually, tell me about this, brother. So it was it was a good game. I got to see some of the highlights because, unfortunately, I was working. Nice goal. Um, I believe the coach said it was a boring win. It wasn't the way we wanted to win, but we got the win, and we're moving forward. A dub is a dub, bro. And exactly. W, put us on the map. I'm so proud of these girls. Actually, uh, Sarah Spain tweeted out. She said, Red Stars win. Thank you to Lumanatis for the pizza, which, by the way, they had deep dish versus the New York style. Um, obviously, deep dish is better from Lumanatis. Lumanatis <laughs> is pretty good. Nicolab Ultra for the beer because they had the beer. And Jepson's Malort, which I know she was pouring shots up. She said, uh, Jepson Malort for existing. And so many of my amazing friends and family for showing up and supporting my first playoffs as an owner and the team's record six straight playoff run. So these girls, obviously, they have some magic. And uh, let's see where the rest of the season goes. Hopefully, we end up with another championship in Chicago. Yeah, I would love to see it. Uh, tons of women's sports actually getting elevated. They're getting that shine right now. Um, I'm all for it. Um, the only thing I'm not for is I'm not taking my Lord shots, bro. <laughs> I fucking hate my Lord. It tastes like a fucking wet gym sock from 1984. <laughs> I am not doing that. But, um, yeah, I will drink that water. Michelob Ultra, I'll drink it. Yeah, but I'm not drinking that Malort. You like Malort, bro? I've had it. I can tolerate it. Oh. Well, do I order it? No. Yeah, that's, but the that's, thing that's in Chicago, a, yeah. you get the Chicago handshake. You end up with old yeah, style. Yeah, you end up with an old style and a Malort in front of you, and you have I no love choice old style. But it tastes it. great. Hey, that's that's the beer Harry Carey used to drink. That's I mean, yeah. Well, you know, Harry Carey is on both sides, though. So. <laughs> Let's go, Red Stars, Let's ladies. Go. Let's get that dub. Yes. All right. Story number three, and this one is uh, you know I try to find a little funny story here, but. Federal agents in Chicago seized dozens of counterfeit championship rings earlier this week, which would have been worth $2.38 million if they were authentic. On Monday, this past Monday, uh, U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers intercepted a shipment coming from China. Surprise. Mm -hmm. And headed to a residence in Florissant. Yeah, Florissant. uh, Was that Missouri or Massachusetts? Missouri. Is it Missouri? Yeah, sure. Doesn't matter. All right, containing 86 uh, championship uh, fake championship rings. The parcel had 34 Yankee rings, 24 from the Chicago Bulls, of course, and 22 from the St. Who the hell wants a St. Louis? Never mind. All right, as well as six Philadelphia Eagles rings. Again, again, who wants that crap? Uh, But since all the rings were constructed of poor quality and lacked security features, the Chicago Trade Enforcement Team and Customs uh, Trade Experts at the Center of Excellence and Expertise Jeez, this is like uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. It's like S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, you need an acronym. Uh, determined that they were counterfeit. Shipments like these prey on the on, on the many sports fans across the nation who may be scammed into paying high prices for fake memorabilia. LaFonda Sutton Burke 
Director of Field Operations at the Agency of Chicago Office, said in a statement. What the fuck is going on, brother? Hey, man, people want to floss. They want to have that bling. And unfortunately, these it's were fake. fake. It's fake, man. This isn't, uh, what's the Adam Sandler movie? Oh, Uncut Gems? That's, yeah, this is Uncut Gems. Like, you ain't going to have uh, Kevin Garnett coming through, bro. What is going on, brother? Hey, I'm not going to lie, though. I would have rocked that Furby that he did. <laughs> that was dope. <laughs> You're the only one, bro. I would not fucking rock a Furby. There's no way I'm rocking a Furby. That Furby was pretty cool, man. Oh, man. No way. <laughs> I don't even like Furby, but that looked dope. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. True Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15% off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Welcome back to the TCSF Podcast with G and Big Z. Yeah. <laughs> this is The Loop, our Chicago Sports Ronda, where we keep you in the loop. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome, welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. So Z, what is going on with our Chicago teams? White Sox, White Sox, go, go, White Sox. Let's go, 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 White Sox. We're with you all the way. Yo, uh, G, we got the White Sox. That's right, the White Sox. Uh, they made some small moves. Uh, <laughs> I know my outline just uh, auto-corrected, but it's, we're talking about Kimbrough. Kimbrough's option was picked up. It says Kimberly for some reason. But uh, Wait, you know, that's the way he pitched, like a Kimberly, <laughs> towards the end of the season. No, no, yeah, it is where it is. Uh, he's his option was picked up, and to be honest with you, he's going to be on the trading block. They're going to move him. Um, they're going to try. They're not going to get what they paid for him, but they're going to get something back. Um, you got also the failed uh, Caesar Hernandez experiment. The dude was raking <laughs> in uh, with the Cleveland Guardians, and. Um, then he did nothing for us. Um, Dax Brand is over, and uh, you got Nuki two strikes because of that. So uh, good luck to you guys and uh, Nuki two strikes. But the option and the experiment is way over. Um, Tapera, his his he was uh, making like eight hundred thousand uh, last year. He was on his last year of his contract. I know he earned a lot more uh, via bonuses for innings pitch, strikeouts, and all that other stuff. So I know he made he made his money, and he's uh, he's gonna be a free agent. All right, he's gonna be shot off there. So. Also, strength and conditioning coach was not brought back, even though the entire staff, uh, except him, was brought back with Tony LaRusso and everybody else. But the strength and conditioning was not brought back. Uh, Rick Hahn talked about making a deep, uh, taking a deeper look in, 
into what the White Sox have been doing, especially with so many injuries um, in the last couple of years with oh, yeah. uh, Yomankai with the hamstrings and um, Lou Bob and Eloy and um, um, Grandal, Yaz. Um, everybody's had like the, all these nagging injuries and it's like, what is going on with the strength conditioning? So they're going to take a deeper look into that um, get 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 some more professionals in there. Get um, actually they want to build a, a whole new program. So they're gonna take a different look and they're gonna get some outside uh, counsel and all that. So it's gonna be better. So hopefully that will help with the White Sox because they had a lot of injuries this year. Adam Engel was never healthy all year. He had a nagging injury, uh, hamstring injury all year as well. So I don't know what's going on with the hamstrings, but um, that's, that's an issue for the White Sox to uh, look at. Uh, the White Sox also did not make a qualifying offer of 18.4 million to left-hander Carlos Rodon Sunday following um, this Sunday. So uh, this allow this allows the first time All-Star to enter free agency. I first learned about this because his wife, who's very active on Twitter, um, gave a thank you for Chicago for everything that you know that that they meant to them and so forth, and they look forward to the next chapter. I still think the White Sox do make a, a run at him. I just don't think they're gonna pay eighteen point four, which is I don't think it's a lot for a pitcher of his quality. What do you think? I mean, he's a great pitcher. I like him a lot. Uh, as long as he's healthy, he does a great job. This year, he was a workhorse. Unfortunately, towards the end of the season, you know, he was tired. Yeah, I, I think he was tired just because of the season prior. Yeah. Um, you know, with 60 games and pitching so much and then the, uh, the debacle in the playoffs against the A's and he wasn't fully healthy and so forth. And then he became the workhorse for the, for the team. Um, I think he just ran out of gas at the end. That's pretty much what happened to him. And he did his thing. I mean, he held up the White Sox when he needed to. And, I mean, he helped them with those great uh, months that they had there in the middle. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I mean, I know somebody who will take him. Uh-huh. I know somebody who needs him. Yeah, there's tons of there's tons of teams that need pitching. That's never a, a dry spot. Yeah, Let's, but my Cubs need him more. Uh, <laughs> he's not going there. Sorry, bro. <laughs> Our uh, Sox general manager Rick Hahn on Friday said that he hoped there would be a way to sign uh, uh, Rodon, who posted a 2.37 ERA and no hit the Cleveland Indians for the best season of his career, but faded towards the second half due to shoulder fatigue. Um, to get together on a deal that would bring Rodon back, the 18.4 million dollar price for one season was way too steep for a pitcher with Rodon's health history, and that's always been a question for Rodon: Can yeah. he stay healthy? So, you know, this is not something that was expected. Uh, Rick Hahn said, I'm certainly, um, I certainly praise how fantastic he was for us over the bulk of the season and that it would be great to figure out a way to bring him back in some capacity, Hahn said on Friday. If Rodon goes somewhere else, Michael Kopech, who was expected to join the starting rotation in 2022, could fill his spot joining Lance Lynn, Lucas Giolito, Dylan Cease, and Dallas Keiko. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Han said Kopech's innings will be monitored in 2022 to move to the rotation and a potential exit by Rodon doesn't mean the Sox won't need an extra starting pitcher during this offseason. Yeah, to me, you got to move Keiko. You've got to move Keiko and I will bring that Rodon. He's younger. I think Rodon's got better consistency than Keiko. Yeah, at this point, yeah. At this point, you got to go with the younger workhorse. I know this guy, Keiko, has proven track record. But he hasn't had a proven track record for the White Sox. So it's, it's, it's all about what have you done for me lately? And he has not pitched well for us it's at Jackson all. Jackson, if you're nasty. All right, G. What's going on with the Cubbies? Go, Cubs, go! Go, Cubs, go! 
So we have a new GM. You do? Yeah, we do. Yeah, but ever do. So check this out. <laughs> President Jed Hoyer searched for the person who would take his job uh, for the Cubs general manager. He wanted a candidate to be from outside of the organization. Oh, really? So he wanted someone who could put a fresh set of eyes on a team situation and help provide a more detailed look at some of his efficiencies. So after interviewing and narrowing his search over the last few weeks, Hoyer identified Carter Hawkins who? as a person for the job. Carter Hawkins. Uh, I think his mama knows him, but I don't know. <laughs> On Monday, Hawkins was introduced as the 16th GM in franchise history, filling a position that had been vacant for nearly a year. So here, I'll give you a little background. Hawkins, right. who's 37, got his start in Cleveland's front office as an intern. He worked his way up the ranks, became director of the player development before becoming an assistant GM in 2016. So, I mean, he worked his way up. I mean, I'm happy for him. He's he's, he's younger than we are, and he, he's he worked his butt off as being an intern and worked up the ranks. And and you know, I mean, he knows how to work a system from top to bottom. So I will give him his props on that. But he hasn't done anything to prove that he could take an organization as stored as the Cubs into a promised land. Not yet, but he's pulling a Drake. He started from the bottom. Now he's here. <laughs> So the Cubs made a flurry of trades last season, oh moving three core players from the World Series roster to jumpstart their rebuild. Hawkins' expertise in player development and talent evaluation will be beneficial as the Cubs continue to overhaul their roster. With Hawkins hired and the team's front office now set, the real work begins for the Cubs ahead of what's expected to be a busy offseason. The Cubs, who were coming off their first 90-loss season since 2014, seven years, Jesus. have several holes to fill. So hopefully, you know, fresh set of eyes, maybe he sees something that some of the other guys didn't. I mean, I I love Theo. He was great. Um, Theo got, Theo left you. Theo robbed the bank and left you with the bag. Yeah, but who knows? We'll see. We'll see. I mean, you happens. got your championship. But I'm what I'm saying is that he depleted the 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 farm system after they all came up and never plunged it. And you know he left the guys on the field over and over year after year. And they weren't producing. And again, that's not Theo's job to produce. Theo's job is a talent acquisition to put the best talent on the Correct. field. But if these guys are not producing, which I, at some point they weren't, and they ended up leaving anyway, I, I think he was like, oh, well, here's the bag. Uh, Jed, I'll see you later. I'm going to MLB. Well, that that's the reason he left a year early. He knew that he knew something. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to tell you what he knew, but he knew something. He was like, <laughs> all right, I'm out. Peace. All right. It comes to anything else, man. Oh, yeah. So we picked up Wade Miley off the Reds. Who? Wade Miley. I thought it was Wade Smiley, but all right. Cool. <laughs> Actually, I have him on my fantasy team, which is awesome. All right. So the Cincinnati Reds waived Miley rather than pick up his reasonable option or pay the $1 million buyout to keep him. They couldn't trade him because the Cubs never bid on the trade. So the Cubs got him for no more than the option price. And it would have been nuts to pick him up on waivers and then buy him out. So yeah, they picked them up on the option today, which is the smart move to do. Uh, yeah, that I mean, let, let's be honest. The Cubs need starting pitching. I, I don't think the stuff in the minors is ready yet. Um, I, I I still don't think the Cubs have replenished their minor system yet to to be able to compete. And these guys are about three or four years away, so they're going to uh, plug and play some some players into into the starting lineup for next year. I think your first base is is solid. Your second base is solid. Uh, shortstop is a couple years away um, with the local kid that's uh, uh, yeah, what's his name we have some shoes to fill yeah I mean the local kid I can't remember his name uh, he got drafted a couple years ago he's going to be coming up for the Cubs uh, and playing shortstop very very soon 
Um, your third base, you have about three options at third base. And then your outfield is kind of mix and match because you still have Hayward out there in his last year of his contract. And you can plug in any two guys out there in the outfield. Where your holes are is your your, your starting roster, and a starting rotation, and your your um, your bullpen, which is literally depleted at this point because they traded off the major pieces. Oh, yeah. But see, Miley's a good fit for the system. Miley, who turns 34, 35, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. on November 13th, finished 12-7 and 7 with a 337 ERA uh, in 28 starts for the Reds in 2021, including his first career no-hitter on May 7th in Cleveland. The left-handed pitcher was named the National League Pitcher of the Week following his no-hitter, his first career weekly award. Miley allowed 37 earned runs in his first 20 starts of the season with a 2.75 ERA, becoming the third pitcher in Reds history age 34 or older to allow as few as 37 earned runs in his first 20 starts to a campaign. In 16 outings from May 31st to August 27th, Miley went 7-0 with a 2.41 ERA, tying the longest winning streak of his career. So, I mean, this is great. I mean, he sounds like he's a great pitcher, and obviously he's in, in he was in NL Central. My my biggest issue is like, why they let him go? If he's such a good pitcher, why why is Cincinnati letting him go? Because they're not going to do nothing. Nobody. I mean, they're from Ohio. Who goes to Ohio? Nobody goes to Ohio. There's nothing yeah. to do there. So Just might as well s- give him to a better a better team. Well, okay. No, might as well give him to somebody else. <laughs> Let them do their thing, and honestly, I mean, it's just a good fit for us. We needed, we needed another pitcher. We needed a solid pitcher. Mm-hmm. He's always been. He hasn't been the most consistent pitcher in the world, but he does his thing. He has good games, and if he continues to pitch the way he's doing as of last year, uh, we could have a stud on our team. Again, as a GM, this makes no sense. This is a decent pitcher that eats up innings. He's had pretty good season last year. You've could have picked up his option and traded him in the off season. Yeah, but they, I don't know, they were dumb, I guess. I think they were trying to get somebody to bite on a trade so they can just get rid of it and you know not have to pay off anything, but yeah, yeah. it just didn't work out that way. So, on a sad note. Oh, boy. Sad note. Those people who've been there will know the Cubs convention has officially been canceled due to COVID. The team officially announced the cancellation this weekend and are hoping to pick... Uh, sorry, are hoping to be able to come back in 2023 in the in the with the next yearly event. So I've been to these conventions. They're a lot of fun. You get to see a lot of the old school players, the people who are playing now, even some of the farm system guys every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But um, and as I'm sure as a Sox fan, you've been to the Sox Fest as well. Yeah, and that one's also canceled. So it kind of freaking sucks. It really sucks. Yeah, it's a bummer for Chicago. But um, I mean. When they come back, it should be better, should be good. Let's see what happens. So let's just cross our fingers and see what happens. I mean, there's nothing else we can do at this point except no, for we can't. follow the protocols and go forward. But, yeah, it's it's a bit of a bummer because that's like three days of awesomeness. Um, it brings a lot of people into the local hotels um, downtown. And, yeah, I mean, oh. it's going to suck. Yeah, it's going to suck. All right, G, let's move into the collegiate slate. What happened this past Saturday, brother? Oh, man, we had a lot of stuff going on. So we'll keep it brief and quick. Uh, Notre Dame football. Notre Dame 8-1 has won its third game in a row with its 34-6 uh, beatdown of Navy, who's 2-7 and seven, after struggling a week ago against North Carolina. The Fighting Irish defense was outstanding in the win over the midshipmen. Notre Dame's record is now at 8-1. So I, I thought maybe uh, Navy was going to give them a harder uh, game. Uh, fortunately for them, they did not. Yeah, they didn't. Uh, they didn't show up to the dock and uh, didn't swab it. So, moving on, uh, what's going on with the uh, <laughs> Northwestern Wildcats, brother? 
So Northwestern pulled to a 17-12 with 2.21 remaining on Andrew Marty's 31-yard touchdown pass to Evan Hall and quickly got the ball back after Iowa went 3 and out. But Dane Belton immediately sealed it with his second interception of the game, sending the Wildcats to their third straight loss. But all of the excitement came at halftime. So shortly before the end of the first half, Northwestern had a, uh, before their, their loss, obviously, to Iowa, um, the game came to a halt. Nine protesters stormed the field with banners that read, abolish NUPD, invest in black lives, uh, divest from death, stop funding the war on Palestine, and board of trustees meet with us now. And other signs. Wow. So after several minutes of the processors being out there, they were interrupted by stadium staff and actually an individual wearing Iowa gear sprinted onto the field and confronted the protest by trying to rip their signs before sprinting back to the stands and attempting to rally support from the other spectators. Uh, this went on. And by before halftime was even over, they were able to get everybody, you know, where they needed to get them, get them off the field and get the game going. So unfortunately, that caused a little bit of a hiccup. But, you know. Northwestern still tried to rally. Unfortunately, they weren't able to finish, so they dropped to three and six. I, I think there's a there's a time and place for for protests of your your cause. I, I don't right. think a, a football game is a uh, is the one the chosen place to do that at. Um, I, I know that I guess they're, they're on TV and so forth, but the, the halftime show is never shown on TV. So like, yeah, it I doesn't don't make see any sense. It doesn't make any sense. I'm like, you know, go protest outside the the. The chancellor's office and the counselors and all that stuff. Do it. Do it on school time. And Northwestern's coach even like stated that he goes, "Listen, uh, the stadium is for sports. You know, if yeah. you want to do your protest, there's a, play, a time and a place for it. Exactly. This is not it. We're trying to keep everybody safe. That could have become. Yeah, it could have been really bad. A really bad. It really situation. bad, especially with the uh, with what happened this weekend at the uh, in Houston oh, with yeah. the uh, Travis the concert. Scott concert. Right. Yeah. So I mean. So luckily everybody was okay and no issues as far as that goes. I'm sure somebody will get, you know, a suspension or whatever is going to happen on school grounds, whatever they give them nowadays. Yeah, exactly. All right. Did the uh, did the Illinois fighting Illini fight this week, brother? Oh, boy, did they? Oh, no. <laughs> so the Illini defense dominated. What? You know, 14-6 win against the Minnesota Gophers. <laughs> oh, boy. So Chase Brown rushed 33 times for 150 yards, and the Illini defense delivered six sacks and two interceptions of Minnesota's quarterback Tanner Morgan on the way to their 14-6 victory on Saturday. So basically, they were firing on all cylinders, but at the end of the game, they really didn't have any offense. They punted like five or six times, and like. So again, they're they're a team of the first half and not the second half. Hey man, they they're not a marathon team. They're sprinters. <laughs> they're not they're not in it to the end. They they they're they're in and out, and I'm done. Mystery. You had sex with her every time you met, didn't you? Didn't you, liar? He's badgering the witness. It's his witness. You slammed her. You dumped her donut. You gave her dog a sausage. You stuffed her like a Thanksgiving turkey. Oh, 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 oh. All right. They're, they're not here for for a long time. They're here for a good time. Huh? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, like I said, the line are now four and six. So now I have a question for you. Oh Z. boy. What's going on at the Madhouse on Madison with the Chicago Blackhawks? Uh, but hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Oh boy, Chicago Blackhawks continue to make national news, brother. They finally won a game. Wait, what? Yeah, they finally won a game last week. Woohoo! Yeah, and then they fired the entire staff. <laughs> <laughs> finally, yeah, they lost, and then uh, they fired the coach right that next morning. Uh, while it's the players who haven't produced, let's be honest, 
it's also been the GM, the president, everybody is associated with, with the front office. They have not done their job. Um, and all the players pretty much have let down the city. I know Kane and Taves, they're, they're trying to do their best, but they don't have the weapons that they've had for the past 10 years. You literally have a lot of rookies, a lot of veterans that they just can't cut it, man. All right, with the team uh, mirrored at a one nine and two start so they have one win nine losses and two ties mm-hmm. interim general manager kyle davidson um yeah okay sure that's who that is now uh made the decision naming Derek king the interim coach uh he's from the um ice hogs of rockford yep the blackhawks own that team as well so uh Chicago has lost two straight since posting the first victory and allowed a league average 47 goals. That's a league high 47. And you have this amazing goaltender who has not produced. Again, I told you guys he doesn't want to be here. All right, so yeah. So the uh this is a comment that was uh, left out. Our uh, our on ice goal remains the same to build an elite system of hockey and we have not delivered on that. Davis is sending the statement. This um, the fact is, our play and our competitors must improve every game, every shift. Today's coaching cha- changes are difficult, especially given the incredible personnel connections Jeremy and others have made with our players in their development. No, what development? You're one nine and two, and you sucked last year too. He also said, "We appreciate Jeremy's contribution to our organization over the last three seasons, and wish him, him and his family, the best. We wish you the best in your future." Endeavors. It's been time. The Blackhawks literally. I. I. I really think it's time to trade the the centerpieces, and start moving forward with rebuilding with your draft picks and moving up with uh with with kids and so forth. So it, it's time to uh, turn the page, brother. What do you think? And this is this is just a bad time for all this going on. I mean, the they're struggling on the ice. They have all these extras uh, with the whole scandal and all that stuff going on. Mm-hmm. It's just taken away from it. It's just, it's a lot. And I, I'm not trying to defend anybody, mm-hmm. but like the bigs, like big guys, they just, they can't hack it anymore. It's been a couple of years. They don't have the support they need. If they had better players to help them out, I think we'd be in a better, in better shape. We definitely wouldn't be down to one win. But uh, right now, I mean, we're just we're struggling, man. Yeah, hockey is one of those sports that has a hard cap and they can't go over it. So it's very difficult year after year to um, when you sign these players and you look at, oh, they, he signed for seven years and, you know, 21 million. Like, yeah, but their hard cap is like 60 million. Like, yeah. it's hard to have um, 25 guys on your roster <laughs> and to make seven million. It's just not possible, not feasible uh, on the uh financial side yeah we have one good player and then we have eight okay players Mm, yeah (laughs) that's pretty much it man yeah what's going on on the other side all right the other side the chicago bulls the new look bulls are absolutely not on fire anymore (laughs) so (laughs) they uh they played joe Embiid, and he had 30 points and 15 rebounds on the second of back-to-back uh he led philadelphia to extend to their sixth straight victory 114 to 105 over the bulls this past Saturday night, um, Corkmans, yeah, for, Forkin Corkmans, uh, matched his career best with seven three pointers and added 25 points for the Sixers, who topped Chicago for the second time in four nights and secured Coach Doc Rivers' 1,000th career win. Uh, yeah, that was that was rough. It was a rough. All right, uh, Rivers said it's not an analytical right now. We just did it. Um, 
who used who just who used just a three man bench on his team. So he had eight players playing the entire game. Yeah. Um, because they have a lot of injuries, you have illnesses, and you have that dumbass that doesn't want to play. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, essentially, pretty much. Let, let's put it this way: the Bulls have been starting off very slow in the first and second quarter. And then you also have the lack of three-point shooting. You have uh, Vucci Man who misses first four shots where we're at yeah. the basket. So, I mean, I, I, it, it's similar to when uh, Joakim Noah was on the team. The first two or three plays ran through Joakim Noah to get him to get him hyped up, to get him into rhythm. Yeah. And they're trying to do that for Vucci Man because he feels lost in the shuffle. Zach Levine had 32 points. The, or DeRozan had 25 for Chicago. These two guys are are going to be all stars, and they're going to take turns on, on on scoring the most points, okay. and that's fine with me because you in this NBA you do need two to three stars to win. For sure. The Bulls led 96, uh, 97, 96 after Levine ended a 10-0 run with a three pointer with 5:48 to play, but Embiid answered with a three minute uh, with a three a minute later, and the Sixers never trailed again. Um, yeah, I saw that game, and I literally. Well, I saw that the Bulls were down three. And I'm like, all right, let me put a bet on them because I have faith in my Bulls. <laughs> yep. And um, yeah, they just didn't show up. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I really know what to say about these Bulls because they're doing well. The bench is playing well. They're playing with a lot of uh, role players who are stepping up. Um, I think Lonzo Ball is doing his job. Yes. Uh, I know they're down Patrick Williams. They're down uh, Kobe White. But you have all these guys that are coming off the bench and they're producing. Uh, a, is it AO or IO? How do you say yeah, his name? IO, right? He he's showing out. He's uh, he's putting up some great minutes and, and yeah. getting some experience. So he's doing well as well, and, and and he's being developed. But he's not there yet. He you can't depend on him. He's going to be your third or fourth guard. Caruso's also doing his thing. Yep. Uh, you know he's he's going to be uh, right. exactly. He's a really good uh, facilitator as well. So I think if we get Vooch in the in the mix, uh, get him a little more comfortable, we'll be all right. Right now, I think he's still got those like. Jitters, you know, it's what his second, yeah, second outing with us. Second year with us, yeah. Yeah, so like, you know, the, he's got a, he's got newer guys, he's got basically new toys to play with. He's just got to get used to the groove, and I think he's relying on the other guys to do their thing. Yeah, I, so he's taking a step back, and that's where. No, no, I don't need you to step, take a step yeah, back. Exactly. I need, I need, him I need you to be aggressive. Force. I need you to be aggressive. Need you to be a force. I don't need you on a three point line, bro. We're, exactly. we're already small as he it does is. have a nice shot, but he, he does. Needs but to be we don't need him there. Yeah. We have enough shooting guards. Um, and again, our three-point shooting has been atrocious. Besides, I mean, Zach has been pretty good, but other Ball's than that, been pretty good. Ball's been pretty good. Yeah, he, he, he just def- doesn't take them as much. Right, right. And he needs to also he needs to be a little bit more aggressive in, in his in his uh, shooting stance. So, again, the Bulls will be fine. It's it's literally beginning of the season. It, they will come around. I still think they're a top four seed in the East. Yeah. The Bulls next up will have Brooklyn on Monday, which you'll probably already know the score to that one, and then they play Dallas. At home, and then they play Golden State, the Clippers, and Lakers away. So that will be that road trip right there. It'll be a rough one. It, no, it's not going to be a rough one. I think we can compete with with all three teams. We can. Uh, I think they take um, one out of three out of that road trip. What do you think? What I mean with by rough is we're going to have to work like we did with Utah. We were down what nineteen points. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Came back yeah. to win. Yeah. Um, we need that I team hate, to show up. I hate that we have to come back to win these games. I mm-hmm. wish we would just go full throttle. Right. But that's what I mean. It's going to be rough because we're going to have to prove ourselves and, and do our thing. We can definitely take. So, all right. Brooklyn, we can take. Mm-hmm. Dallas. We can take. We can take. Golden State. No. I, I, in my heart, we can take them. In reality, no. it's going to be a tight game. I don't, I don't count them out. 
I think I think they're gonna have more trouble with the Clippers and the Lakers than they're gonna with Golden State. Well, the Lakers are without LeBron. Who? Who's that? Oh yeah. Oh Mike Ball. <laughs> Mike Logic. That's right. Who's that guy? I don't know. Mike Logic will tell you more about him on his uh podcast on the All Net podcast. That's who Shout out. Yeah, shout out. Listen to his podcast and you'll find out who that guy is. Okay. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back with stirring the pot after a word from our sponsors. We all know that 2020 was no joke, and with an ever-changing world climate, many people are looking for a new opportunity. Guys, are you looking for a career that rewards effort and makes you feel valued as a team member? Let me tell you a little about our friends at ACSI. ACSI is a certified RCN business agent. They provide the same RCN services with a personalized touch. Their sales and technician teams work hand-in-hand, ensuring your experience will be smooth and pleasant. Gone are the days of being transferred from one person to the next. At ACSI, they handle everything from start to finish. It's never been so easy to get internet service. ACSI is a growing Chicagoland company that encourages personal growth and rewards perseverance. As they expand, they're looking for passionate, responsible, and honest professionals to join their team. A career with ACSI means you'll be part of a hardworking, flexible, and dynamic team that is a leader in the installation of cable and internet services in the Chicagoland area. Best of all, ACSI was awarded HACIA's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. Are you ready to grow with a local Chicago company on the rise? Check out acsi.tech and click on careers to get started. That's acsi.tech and click on careers. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with Gigantor and Big Z. Yo. Yo, brother, it's that time again. What time? Oh, yeah. You know what time it is. It's time for Stirring the Pot. Ooh. All right, brother. I'm going to defer to you for this week. All right. So, obviously, today is the 7th. So, on the 1st and 2nd was Dia de los Muertos. Yes, sir. Yeah, everybody has their traditions. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the traditions that I've followed from my Mexican friends is the hot chocolate and tamales. Oh, boy. Okay. So, I have one for you. Oh, boy. So, obviously, Abuelitas hot chocolate is probably the most, you know, um, famous one out there. Mm-hmm. But over the years, some of my Colombian friends have <laughs> had me try something, which I am on the fence still about. And I, I mean, think you know what I'm going to talk about. I mean, Colombians, we, we know a couple of things Colombians do well at. <laughs> Coffee. So hot chocolate <laughs> with cheese inside. Is that a yay or a nay for you What the fuck Are you talking about Coffee I mean, so, Hot cl- chocolate with cheese There's so, no way I'm gonna have that No in, No So the Colombian tradition Is to put A piece of white cheese And then your hot chocolate And then you eat it And it melts And you kinda Go from there Are I, you That's that's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard You say that But have you tried it I'm not uh, No I have not tried it Because it's it, it doesn't For me it doesn't go It does not go together I thought so too Oh boy But it's not horrible well, it's not horrible. I, There's a lot of things that are I not horrible that you really, tolerate. I don't really go out of my way to order it, but when it's given to me, I will drink it and I will eat the cheese at the bottom and it works. It's a little sweet, a little salty. It, it works out for me. 
personally. And but it's not something nuts. that I go out of my way to order. And you're nuts. So there's no <laughs> fucking way I'm trying that shit. I will drink coffee. I will drink espressos or cortadito. I drink all types of coffee because I just started drinking coffee at 35. So I will drink coffee and I'll explore that thing. But I'm not putting cheese into my drink. You put cheese on macaroni and cheese. You put cheese on chili. It's white cheese, though. You can put cheese on your tortillas. You can put cheese on a bunch of shit, but it ain't going to go in my hot chocolate, bro. <laughs> You're fucking nuts. <laughs> All right, bro. Before we go, what you looking at? Oh, man. So my yearly tradition since it came out for Dia los Muertos, I watch Coco. Okay. Which is an amazing film. Of course. It's great. Um, Wait, do you like Coco or do you like, uh, what's the other one? The Book of... The book of oh the the book of life was great the book of life. too. Yeah. That's another one that I watched. Yeah, um, I like them both. Uh, Coco for me hit a little more the home towards the end for the sentimental yeah, part, especially yeah. Yeah. also like you know. Well, if you haven't my, watched my it by now, what the hell is wrong with you? It's a great fucking movie. Watch great it. Great movie, definitely check it out. Um, but yeah, that that's one of the movies I watched. But apart from that, mm-hmm. uh, I rewatched season four of Dexter because in, by the time you hear this, Dexter came out. Uh, the new season started on Sunday, November 7th. Okay. It's a continuation uh, about 10 years after what happened at the end of Dexter. But season four specifically is my favorite season because we learned about the Trinity Killer and the amazing Jonathan Lithgow did such a good job on that season mm-hmm. that to this day, it's still probably one of my favorite. Like He's a very just, underrated actor. Oh, He's been in a ton of movies, a ton of shows. Um, I mean, most people know him from Third Rock from the Sun. Uh, but most people know him for comedy. Yes, for, this, it is for comedy, so but no. Serious. And he's done a lot of serious roles. Yeah. Um, and I do remember, uh, I can't off the top of my head, but I can't. But like, I know he was in that season because I told you off air that um, when I used to borrow somebody's Showtime, like, I would, you know, catch it on and be like all right well you know john Talico. i'm like all right cool and i'm watching ducks i'm like um yeah i'm kind of watching three seasons ahead of where i should be yeah so i kind of ruined um a couple of episodes for myself but that is on a docket for me um as for me yellowstone premieres this uh this past sunday it's a two-hour event me and mike logic are going to talk about that off air because um yeah rip rip is my dude um it's a good show it's a great show right kevin now. costner's in it um uh, again, I talked to, uh, I know Eddie was giving me shit for the, because uh, I was giving a reference. He was the villain in uh, Fast and Furious 2. Talking about Kohlhauser? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's a fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he was, he's a, he's a badass in it now. Oh, yeah. And then, like, um, I usually put on a show to go to sleep to, something I can not really have to pay attention to, but, um, or when I'm cleaning or whatever it is. Um, I put on the newsroom again. Oh, love and, that show! And I love that show. And that shade, that that saved uh, Jeff Daniels' uh, acting career. Um, I'm sorry. The first ten minutes of the first episode. Oh yeah. Some of the most gripping. TV. Oh yeah. And, and if you haven't seen it, you, uh. let's, that, that's fine. If you haven't seen it, pretty much it's pretty much the background. I mean, the 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 behind the scenes of what goes into a newsroom, and the politics and the the strategic stuff, and you have the the analytical stuff and all. That. Okay, if you don't like all that stuff, that's great. But just YouTube the newsroom, and it's the speech by Jeff Daniels, and he talks about why America isn't that great anymore. Watch that. Like, it was about eight minutes speech. Oh yeah, it is phenomenal, and it's so relevant now. A lot of stuff that uh, the subject matters it takes 
place 10 years ago so they talk about the oil spill and the golf the there's a bunch of stuff that goes on uh the education bill and all there's a bunch of stuff that goes on from 10 years ago and they they address it unfortunately it was a too smart for themselves kind of show uh, and they were touching on a lot of sens- sensitive subjects so it ended up getting canceled um also, uh, as soon as we finish recording, and um, wait, 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 before you oh, move yeah, go on, ahead. No, go ahead. You know the, in case you didn't know, the beautiful Olivia Munn was yes. on this show, and yeah, yeah. she played a phenomenal. Yeah, the, she was phenomenal. Well, role. Finance, she played the financial but, reporter. But for me, she was gorgeous. The best thing, yeah. Aaron Sorkin is the writer of this show. Yep, and he did such an amazing job with this show that if I mean, it made you think. It was just like you enjoy it. It makes you think. It's just like wow. Well, anything that's Aaron Sorkin, you you look at you. I mean, obviously the show is gonna be great, but you have to pay attention to the dialogue. But the dialogue is so much important than what's going on on the screen. It tells a bigger story than what it really is. Yeah, and uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, but the old guy from uh, Law and Order. Yes. Um, um, I don't know his name either. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but yeah, he the- does a phenomenal job as the. Um, his director he's a, he's a director of the channel mm-hmm. it's it's just good tv all around oh great, definitely great casting they did a phenomenal job of casting so uh the, the kid from some uh, slumdog millionaire yeah in there too uh, yeah and then the uh the african-american cat who was in um uh gotham he played uh lucius uh i don't know i'm, I'm right so i know dev patel is the the indian guy yes. you're talking about yes um i don't remember it. oh sam waterston is the old gentleman mm-hmm. yeah he's great did you find the other one uh no no i, I it's fine it's I'm fine sorry. i know he was in costume he's done uh, other small projects as well he's a really good actor and then lastly uh i want to talk about the movie finch i'm going to watch it as soon as we finish recording that is a tom hanks movie i guess it's kind of like an apocalyptic event that happens mm-hmm. Uh, and he's by himself uh, in whatever region he's at. He finds a dog, and that becomes his companion. It's kind of like um, this. Almost other like I am Legend. Like uh, I am Legend, and um, um, Wilson. Oh yeah. Um, uh, um, uh, yeah, that movie. Yeah. yeah. That Anyways, movie. Uh, so he ends up. Uh, he, I guess he's an engineer. He ends up building a robot that helps him along with the uh, the whole strikes, uh, the whole surviving aspect of it. Um, so kind of reminds me of Chappie a little bit, the, the robot. Yeah, it's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of a lot of aspects on it. It's on Apple TV. Um, that's something I'm gonna watch. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's coming out. I mean, oh, I'm excited this week. Hopefully, if I get the time off, I want to go see Eternals. I know people are having mixed emotions about I, yeah, it. I was worried about that. Um, going my my uh, my two cents on it. Mm-hmm. Going with no expectations. Um, it's. They're introducing a lot of characters. They're throwing a lot at a lot of people mm-hmm. and stuff that you may not know about. Even if you read the comics, you barely know who the Eternals are. So if you're going in there it thinking corny. it's going to be an amazing film, it it's probably corny. visually amazing. But for some people, they're not going to like the story. It, it it's looked, not for everybody. When, when the guy in the preview said uh, Eternals assemble, I was like, you lost me right there. Well, that's kind of a joke. They make a joke about stuff because they've... Anyways, yeah. I don't, I don't want to ruin anything, but just... Uh, quick premise the Eternals have been around for many many years and no one even knew that they existed until something happens and then we figure out hey these guys have been around forever why haven't they done anything yeah I'm gonna go in there with low expectations so, yeah. again I understand that this is phase four yes this is phase four so this is the phase where we're gonna introduce the mutants um, along with all the new characters 
and how they interact with all the old characters. So it, it's it's going to be a different change. So you're not going to see your Spider-Mans all the time. You're not going to see your Batmans in, in DC. Like, there's going to be and mind evolution. You, this, this is barely the stepping stones for what's to come because they still haven't like they're they're barely touching scratching the surface of the multiverse mm -hmm. they're barely scratching the surface of all these other people interacting at the same exact timeline so and there's so many possibilities now with the loki uh series and the what if series itself and the what if series as well loki with the time you know going back and forth and mm -hmm. what if with the what if this happened on this planet as opposed to this universe or whatever yeah, yeah so yeah. yeah go in with low expectations i think you'll like it yeah. um i'm gonna go check it out like I said, I haven't seen it yet, so I can't give my opinion of how good it is. But, you know, go in with low expectations, and I think you'll enjoy it. Take it as a popcorn. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. All right, y'all. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. A big thank you to our sponsor, 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, and ACSI, along with Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast T-shirts. Search for keyword true chicago and use our promo code truefan15 at checkout for 15 percent off your entire order that is truefan15 get your shirts now and don't forget to visit our new friends at acsi tech and check out their career section to start a new and exciting career in the communications industry go to acsi.tech and click on careers and apply today also, don't forget to check out the Shy Native Radio podcast now available on all major platforms: Mike Logic, Ideal, and Throw MC. Along with words, talk about sports, movies, and all types of. Sh That's enough swearing for today. Uh, go check them out now. That's right. <laughs> Shout out to Ronesh Panic and our brand new beats from the homie Serious Beats for the beats we played on today's show. Check out PanicOnTheBeat.com for your Mole Man merch and gear. Also, make sure to check out. P-R-O-D by Sirius.com to check out all the Sirius Beats music. All right, so check us out on social media. You can find us at True Shy Fans on Twitter and on TikTok. I'm posting more TikToks as this old man is figuring out TikTok. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, and reach out to us on our email. We want to hear from you. Uh, reach us out at True, fan, uh, True Chicago Sports Fans at gmail.com. All right, for Gigantor, this is Big Z signing off. We'll see you next week for episode 71. Until then, be good to each other. For the love of sports. Yeah. Stay safe, Chicago. A few moments later. You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. That's all. Oh, I shouldn't have had those artichokes. We'll eat that poppers.